This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Batteries are going. Can't find the roof. We don't need to do the pod, do we? We could just do this. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Drop it. On my ting, Alan Padre got my running on the wing. So I hunt on the other wing, punch in the middle, pulling my strings. Man, let me lay dead neck, breaking up things. Strongest person around, Zakwani, that's him. Can't tell me nothing. I'm not here to lose, I'm here to win all day, every day. See me seven YB, I'm grafting. <laughs> Oh, oh, we definitely need to get Neil Dan's on as a guest, and then you can um, freestyle a tune together. Summer flowers in the rain. I give Graham Doran's pain. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, like I said, I'd really appreciate if it was a short one tonight. of the nest preview show sponsored by pitch sport available to download on the app store and google play pitch dmm.com welcome one and all to the back of the nest preview podcast i'm your host terence ford and welcome to the penultimate show of the season we're looking back very briefly to the defeat against southampton looking ahead to the visit of aston villa to sellers park and all on the anniversary of Zaha, oh yes. Alexa. 
Play Back of the Nest podcast. Playing Back of the Nest, CPFC podcast from Amazon Music. Back of the Nest, now on your Alexa device and Amazon Music. Yes, welcome to the show, everyone. Albert and Heskiff are here. Heskiff, I'll start with you. How are you doing, sir? Good. I'm all jammed yes. up. My arm hasn't fallen off, so everything sounds a bit dodgy, though. You went in there and he, he had, a, had a menu for you. Well, which, which injection would you like? Yeah, I went to Plough Lane, um, which I've been told I can't tick off the list because I didn't see a football match being played there, but we'll see. And uh, as I walked up, he was like, we've got Moderna today. Is that okay? As if well, I was starting up front. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah, so- sounds like a holding midfielder. Is he any good? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, we've got Wilf Saha, mate, but you don't even going on about it. Um, and uh, the dulcet tones of Albert Curley there. Um, what, oh, what yeah, I wanted sorry. to keep this, uh, this podcast short tonight, and we're just currently about 25 minutes into chatting absolute crap beforehand, so... Just because Albert's given us a 15-minute concert on a keyboard. On a child's keyboard toy. He's um, done a beat to Yannick Bellassi freestyling about the Crystal Palace football team. It's actually a stylophone. A stylophone, actually. <laughs> Fans of Rolf Harris will know what that is. Oh. Jesus. Well, Yannick does talk about grafting in that um, little freestyle rap. Right. Let's get into this. I'm thirsty. I want a beer. What about you? You want a beer? Albert, you you feel like you've got something a bit out of the blue this week. Hello, check me out. (laughs) What's it called? It's called Hogstar by the Hogsback Brewery, a new breed of lager. And, you know, let's let's have a blurb off. Has it got a description? (laughs) You betcha. Ah. At Manor Farm in Surrey, we have revived the hop-growing tradition of the Farnham area and our brewers now grow three varieties of hops over eight acres, including English Cascade, a wonderfully aromatic hop used in this beer. Nice. See? Straightforward. No bullshit. This week, I've got from the Magic Rock Brewery. You're on mute. Yes. (laughs) If only. (laughs) That's the name of the beer. An 8% um, double IPA. Oh yeah, you will you will be mute after a couple of them. <laughs> yeah, just just the one. Uh, let me have a little taste. At least it doesn't look like chicken stock like last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, seriously, uh, that, I talked about it having a yogurty end that was like in my mouth for the rest of the night. <laughs> oh, that's so be a fine thing. <laughs> but this, when's the last time you had a yogurty end in your mouth? Sam? <laughs> this is um from magic rock breweries to uh which where away fans go for huddersfield away so i'm all up for huddersfield getting promoted back asap to be honest um but at the same <laughs> same time i don't think they're going to do that with fraser campbell up front if i'm honest um at the top of the show there heskiff i said that it's the anniversary on the day of recording of crystal palace two, well brighton nil crystal palace two um been reminiscing over that game today yeah my favorite ever goal uh Wilf's Zaha OES. Uh, I can't believe it's eight years. Mm. That makes me feel, well, I mean, I feel old anyway because I am, but it's gone very, very quickly. Yeah, now. it is crazy that it's, it's eight years. Um, just it, it just the fact that we've been in the Premier League since then seems outrageous, to be honest. <laughs> uh, trying our best not to often at times. Um, 
Albert, does it still bring you chills when you see those goals? Yeah, it's, it's my one and only visit to the Amex. Um, no reason to go back, yeah. Pretty much no point. <laughs> exactly. It's not going to get any better than that, is it? Um, so, yeah, that was a good night. I think I, I just finished a job, and it was because midweek games are just a no-no for me, even at Sellhurst. And I, I think I'd finished work literally on the Friday and managed to get a ticket. So it was kind of all sorts of reverie. Went down on the coach. Yeah, it was mm. good, man. Yeah, that night, um, it wasn't the best night out. I didn't go out in Brighton that night. The 3-1, uh, with the first game at the Amex was a brilliant night out in Brighton. But after that playoff one, I was just exhausted <laughs> at the end of the game, took, fully took it out of me. So it was a quite quite trained back, actually, weirdly. Um, but yeah, what? We got we got stuck in Red Hill, I think, on the way back. Um, it was me and my mate Jason, and we just went went down after work. And on the way to the game, I think we were... Well, probably weren't the only Palace fans in the carriage, but it was basically 99% Brighton, who all started singing Stand Up If You Hate Palace. And we were like, well, I don't really want to stand up. Let's just hunker into the corner and hope for the best. What, uh, would, what would you have done if you there was no seats on the train and you were standing anyway? How would you have I dealt would have with that? I sat down, <laughs> cross-legged and cross-armed. That's what mm, I would have done. Yeah, there was... Um... Some unfortunate mixing on the trains that night, um, particularly on the way to the ground. It got uh, got a little bit messy. Um, what are we doing here? Ajax made the, uh, I, I don't know what to call the Dutch title. What is it? The uh, Eredivisie? Yeah, is that right? I was all leading into it. I was like, shit, I don't know how to say that word. Erevadizi, Erevadizi, uh, whatever. That shield thing looks like the charity shield. Um, the Dutch, the Dutch the league. Dutch league. Um, pretty Dutch nice league. touch from them, Heskiff, and what they've done with this season's title. I think it's their 100th or something. Yeah, I mean, they've got so many of them, they don't really care anymore, but they've um, melted down the trophy and made it into, I think, 35,000 silver stars one for each of their season ticket holders as a thank you for the support over the like the last year or or so of the pandemic um which is great i mean i wouldn't want us doing that with the zds that has to stay that has to stay complete in the in the cupboard um but yeah not not a bad little touch on my ass that would you do it with um the 90 the 97 98 playoff trophy was a horrendous looking thing do you remember it is it like it's a like a little thing? cup, like a standard looking cup type thing, but it looks like it's got some players like running around it in like gold or something. It's dreadful. It's like something from trophiesandmedals.com. <laughs> That's exactly what it looked like, yeah. One of my favourite talk sport jingles, just for the record. Enlighten. Um, I don't know. But trophiesandmedals.com, trophiesandmedals.com. Little bit of blurb. Trophiesandmedals.com. Um, there are other trophies and medal websites available, I'm sure. Um, this show is not sponsored by trophyandmedals.com. <laughs> I think they've gone out oh, of really? business. Oh, so it's an old, it's all like retro advert. Yeah. Oh, yeah, retro, like re- I'm proper, like retro talk mm. sport, along with the big red building on Golders Green Road that sells suits. Seems weird. You, and have you Neil think Ruddock. there'd be a big market for trophies these days because you just get ones for taking part these days, don't you? So. A lot of trophies needed. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, I just want to go back. How big are these coins? Because did you say Fed's t- melting it into 35,000? I think it was 43,000. And that, 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And How big is the They're little um, stars, so they they're about like a McDonald's uh, worker star. Uh, yeah, quite not too far off. <laughs> not too far off. All right, thirty-five thousand of them, probably yeah. doable. That yeah, I think like I bet Palace are going to do something similar with Connor Wickham, <laughs> and everyone's going to get a vial of glue. <laughs> Oh, I mean, there's some others joining his boat, basically, if you think about it. Sacco is not far off of being a Connor Wickham, to be honest. I suppose he's managed a few games. And James... James, Poor, poor old Nathan Ferguson. Yeah, Ferg- <laughs> Ferguson hasn't even played. Tompkins is... I don't know, but was he coming, coming back from his eye injury? Um, I wonder who that was. I wonder if Batshuayi done him in as well in the training ground. <laughs> With a wayward shot. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I don't. I, you you say you don't want to say if data melted down, we'll go for the playoff ninety seven ninety eight trophy and um, see how that comes along. Um, trophy season is here though, obviously, and <laughs> I'm telling you, trophies that are going. What we've got is goal of the season and player of the season. Uh, we we we'll we'll hold back on the bit where we look back on who we chose at the beginning of the season for our balls. We'll do that in another show. Um, but of the contenders, Albert, who's who's your goal of the season this one this year? It's got a, it's a bit of a weird one this year. I'm not sure if I'm going heart overhead. Goal of the season, uh, I think it's got. Ugh, I love it. we don't get a, we don't score a direct free kick that often, so I quite like the Eze free kick, but the Mateta back heel. Just, just for pure, um, I think the word is sass. Jeez. And the fact that we'll never, we've never, not never seen hide nor hair of him since. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he, it wasn't, it didn't burn for long, but he burned bright. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. What about you, Heskip? What are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, it is a tough one because there are. It's probably not the best goal of the lot, but it is. I really struggle not to pick Benteke's at Brighton just because of, you know, the context of it. It's against them last minute. We hadn't touched the ball for about half an hour. Um, everyone was saying how shit Benteke is. It was funny. Um, there were some nice goals there. I mean, obviously, Eze's scored a couple of couple of perlers and, yeah, Mateta's. You don't see a Palace player scoring a backhill nutmeg Double very nutmeg. often. Thank you. So, um, <laughs> sure. Uh, but I'll, I'll just go Benteke because it was the one that made me laugh the most. Yeah, I'd, I'm, I'm actually kind of drawn. I saw a funny tweet about this saying Palace fans are currently saying that um, the circumstance of a goal should mean just as much as... as how good the goal actually was. Are the same Crystal Palace fans moaning when company won goal of the season over Townsend? <laughs> Which did make me laugh. I was to- I'm totally guilty of that. But for me, uh, weirdly, the goal of the season for me in terms of what meant the most was Bentec at Brighton or Schlupp against Spurs at Sellers just because we were there. And it was a fir- the-, the first time there was any fans back in for quite a while. And it was just being inside the stadium was amazing for that. But I mean... Getting to hear the boys when we were all celebrating when it, yeah, it was. was great. 
But um, I mean, the goal of the season, the best goal of the season is probably Eze against Sheffield United, the first one. Um, it's unbelievable. It's like picking the ball up two thirds of the way in his own half. And the finish yeah. is unbelievable as well. Like he doesn't break stride. It's yeah. just like all one movement. Yeah, very fluid, it? just walks in past players. And um, yeah, so that, I mean, technically, I think that's the best goal of the season, but it depends. It's going to be it's going to be a fans vote, isn't it? And fans might vote for Benteke, I think. Um, we shall see. I think it will be Benteke getting my vote. Not that that should sway anyone, of course. You can make up your own minds. Um, hopefully, in the future, um, we'll have some homegrown Palace youngsters coming through and scoring some goals of the season. And the academy is now in a position to get that done. Now, Albert, I know you've been looking at the pictures of the academy roof all day. So what, what are you thinking about the way the new academy looks? <laughs> yeah, it looks good, doesn't it? Looks good. Looks good. Um, What's your favourite bit about it? Uh, I like the fact that they've managed to put the crest on like the gable end of the roof. Um, I like the fact that the the roof is of a sufficient size to you know protect the building. That's always good. Keeps out the rain. Keeps the yes, always good. And other elements. To be no. fair. Half of the the Homesdale roof doesn't keep out the rain, so it's a no. It's a, that's true. Um, you know, it's a roof. You know, let's let's raise it. <laughs> um, yeah, we're playing with him there because he he saw uh, Academy roof in the lineup for the show, and he was like, "What does this mean?" <laughs> but no, see, it, look, it looks fantastic. And I mean, I ask if the the facilities. Uh, are going to be top top notch facilities. They they look it from the outside. I'm sure they're incredible inside as well. And um, with the way the under 18s are going, it's hopefully it gives us the platform to build on and you know get some more Wambasakas in in the mix and um, make. Don't put them on the roof, though. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, uh, <laughs> you could argue that Aaron Wambasaka has basically paid for this, right, Hesketh? Yeah, I mean, it's something that we always had sort of wanted to do I think but weren't perhaps able to because the priority was always staying up and staying in the league like short term um, but yeah getting getting bags of dough for Wan-Bissaka certainly helped and even sort of on like you say on, on first look it's an impressive looking building apparently all the facilities that are going inside it are going to be brilliant and it makes a, a damn sight more of an impression than telling them they're going to go and play down goals. Um, so, you know, we've been getting a, a decent amount of sort of coverage of our academy and this is only the first year of it being a Cat 1. So hopefully it's the start of, yeah, a, a long procession of really good players coming to the first team uh, under a manager who... Did you see play? all the tweets from Brighton fans saying we've copied their academy because it, it has a similar looking roof? <laughs> Because it's got young players <laughs> in it that we're trying to get into the first team. Yeah, pretty much. Um, very, very bizarre. Very bizarre series of tweets. And I'm sure it'll be on their, their forum as well. Very, very strange people. Um, but yeah, Arsenal tickets, there's still some left. Um, we, we are, as of this morning, there was 2,000 left. And that's Thursday morning. So on Friday morning is when they go on sale to basically anyone. So, well, not anyone. Anyone who was at the Spurs game, uh, yeah, literally anyone. <laughs> anyone who was at the Spurs game, could now 
it's, it's basically going to be first come first serve i guess at whatever time it is in the morning i think it goes on sale in the morning to season ticket holders who didn't go spurs with any points but then spurs people from 2 p.m and i know that because that's mm. me so yeah apparently there's 2000 left it looks like the homestyle is sold out from what someone put in the bbs i don't know what his source is he could be making it up in which case i look very silly uh, but it looks like, yeah, the Arthur and the White Horse have got plenty of seats left. So right. How imagine. many were available in total? 6,000, six 6,500. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it, it matches up with what I've heard and from a reliable source. So I've been getting questioned on my sources today over who the next Palace manager is going to be on or not be indeed. So, um Apparently, apparently, my resource, my sources are unreliable. So, let, let, let them let them let them believe that if that's what they want. Um, I think he's he's his exact words. What someone's exact words to me today was, "I doubt Steve Parrish has told you that." <laughs> uh, well, well, yeah, maybe. Well, has he? Not me. Directly. <laughs> so, so he's right then. <laughs> uh, Maybe I can't. I can't reveal whether Steve Parrish is my source or not. Uh, or can, or can I? I? Um, no. Would you see him at another auction this week? We're trying to trying to outbid him for another <laughs> for a manager. Four five. <laughs> Call back to last week. <laughs> yeah. What was that? The, the gold disc for Gladwell over or the platinum disc for Gladwell over? Yeah. Something yeah, like something that. like that. I don't know. What could I be bidding against him for this week? Is that uh, haircut? <laughs> um, my hair is getting very Steve Parrish, a la 2010. It is actually that's quite a yeah. good shout. And um, yeah, I don't know for for anyone if you could see me now. I don't know. What do you think, Kings of Leon? I, I think I could get in without auditioning, to be honest. <laughs> deadpan looking at it just like no mate no just no all right fair enough fair enough in that case i'm going to make you two talk about southampton and i'm just going to direct questions at you and not uh, we lost okay moving <laughs> on. on this is what happens this is what happens when the preview team do a review of a defeat we lost <laughs> what was the lineup don't care <laughs> who was man of the match um right so we scored in the first minute again effectively um just like we did at shelf united um albert ben teke ben teke eighth goal of the season get the get the listen listen get the ball in the box christian ben teke and he'll do something with it and he managed to do something with it like was surrounded by about eight southampton players so you know it just speaks for itself. So you, you look at you look at the goals he scored, or most of the goals he scored, and it's it's getting the getting the ball into the box. And you know, if he can get to ten by the end of the season, I think we'll all be extremely pleased with that. And I, for one, would love to, love him to stay for you know another at least another that, year or two because I think he's 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 finally finding a bit does, of form. It worry you that he's finding a bit of form when he's trying to get a new contract, whether it be with us or someone else. No. So, what about you, Hesky? Do you think it's coincidence or not? 
You mean like a Tommy Black syndrome? Yeah, Marco Reich. Really good. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I, I've been mostly supportive of him this whole time. Um, and we all know that what that he is capable of scoring loads of goals because we've seen him do it for us in his first season. Um, and there was a few sort of unlucky bits. I mean, he wasn't great for the last few years, obviously, but I don't think I've ever thought he's complete cart horse. So him scoring now is not a major surprise. Um, I'd be happy if we do offer him a new contract, to be honest with you. Um, and I can't imagine that if he gets one, he'll then just phone it in and not score again and do another like six goals in four years or whatever mm. it was. So it doesn't bother me. I mean, I'm just happy someone's scoring, to be honest. Well, the, there's lots of reports suggesting that Sean Dyche is still the favourite for the Palace job. I think he's dropped in behind Frank Lampard <coughs> as um, second favourite now. What an image. Um, Albert, if we do get Sean Dyche in as manager, it would seem counterproductive not to re-sign Benteke, right? It'd be just stupid. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around, to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to get my head around the the bit of that that involves Sean Dyche being the Palace manager. <laughs> um, looky likeies and all that shit. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's a he's. I'm sure. I'm sure Sean Dyche would want Christian Benteke, um, and I'm sure he'd get the best out of him. So. That's something to look forward to. <laughs> you sound convinced. Meanwhile, on the other side of my split screen here, Haskip's punch in the air, Sean Dyche fanboy. Team Dyche. Well, look, I said this to you before we started recording. I've been banging on about Team Dyche for about five years. So what's going to happen now is he'll come to Palace, be shit, and everyone will just give me dog's abuse. Mm. More so than they do now. Yeah, because you do get some managers who just can only do it at one club. Um, that always worried me about Eddie Howe as well, that ironically went to Burnley didn't he and he didn't do too well with Burnley before going back to Bournemouth and turning it around for them um, who knows I don't know the capitulation though against Southampton is I, I don't know what else to call it I think we had a 10 minute period in the second half maybe when we were 2-1 down where we looked like we might might do something but um, as if the capitulation was kind of compounded by Hodgson after the game kind of hinting that players on the bench weren't really about that life at the moment. Yeah. It was a... I mean, some of his comments have been a bit odd and I was a bit shocked by that one. Not necessarily that it's true, but that he would come out and say it because he's always fairly sort of stoic about everything. Um, I mean, I'm, 
I'm assuming he's talking about Batshuayi. I wonder if he's talking about Mateta as well. Um, but getting, and I'm not saying that these players should should all be pissed off and not want to play, but getting sort of 15 minutes here and there in games that have already gone can't be great for the confidence, you know. I mean, we saw Mateta come on for 15, 20 minutes, 2-0 down against Man City. Uh, he then came on again against Southampton with not long to go and, you know, I don't really know what you can do in that in that sort of time, especially for a team that doesn't create a great deal. Um, so I can imagine that they're frustrated and it goes back to what all of us have been saying over the course of two seasons, really, that we need to rotate a bit more for the sake of injuries and form. And now it seems the sake of keeping players happy because, you know, we don't do it enough. So, yeah, not not great to hear, but... I can sort of understand it from yeah, there. seems to be this suggestion coming about today that players have drawn their own conclusions that Hodgson won't be there at the end of the season and if they were going to get new contracts or they would have heard about it by now. So a lot of players have sort of just made their mind up they're not going to be here. So not putting in a shift or anything like that. So um, you know, You know when we really need to worry is when absolute consummate pro Martin <laughs> Kelly starts kicking off about what a C word the manager well, is. Well, I mean, out of all the players in our squad, it's probably him who's got the biggest argument to do that when you think that we've been playing a centre midfielder at, at centre-back for the entire season. But um, there you go. Albert, can you can you blame these players who are out of contracts? They, if, if you're out of contracts, and especially if you're in your late 20s, which a few of them are, like, or you're touching 30, your Bentekes, your Patrick Van Arnholtz, perhaps their last chance at a big contract. You don't want to get injured, do you? Absolutely not. And uh, listen, I get it. It's The, the, whole, the whole situation is weird. Um, a manager who's seemingly out of contract and probably not staying, a load of players, ditto. Um, like you say, the, these play, if if these players who haven't been off of contracts don't know whether they're going to be off of contracts or not, by this point, I mean, the whole thing, the whole thing is quite ramshackle. So I don't think you can hold any grudges against anybody under those circumstances. Like, you know, they're, they're essentially freelancers. They've, if they're, if they're going to, if they're basically staring at unemployment in like eight weeks' time, then yeah, they're going to want to make sure that they're available for the for the best offer that they might be able to get. So I, I don't think you can blame them. To be honest, I know there'll be plenty of people that think, well, you should because you you know you're signed to a club, you should be willing to whatever bleed for the shirt. But they're at the end of the day, then they're not Palace fans. They're players <laughs> who are being paid to represent the shirt, and half of them aren't being given a chance anyway. So why would you like be kicking the manager's door down? I, I, yeah, the, the whole the whole thing is just so surreal. I, I, I don't recall another Premier League team in recent years coming to the end of a season and having like half the squad out of contract and a manager. Yeah, and you know, if you think about it, a few years back, the best right winger in the history of football had to retire at 31 because he couldn't find a club when he came out of Bolton Wanderers injured with Will Buckley. Um <laughs> I'm trying to think when the hell did Wilf almost retire? <laughs> um, no, uh, Southampton obviously went on to win the game three one. I was uh, 
when I saw the lineup, I didn't see it until I turned the TV on and saw that Danny Ings was in the side. It was just, especially hearing he was on 99 goals, was just an absolute shoe in for him to get at least one. Um, as Roy has said in previous press conferences, he's still upset with Danny Ings for not coming to Palace over Southampton. Um, God, what a signing that would have been. Although, undoubtedly, playing under Roy would have ended up like Wickham anyway and just in the in the physios room the entire time, but who knows. But of course, the game did take on its sort of pantomime villain type role. And um, Albert, you were condoning violence on Twitter. Yes, yeah, it's James Ward-Prowse. <laughs> oh, that's all right. It got, it, it got about like 100 likes, which is... Not co- not common for my Twitter account, so I can't. You know, I must I must have said something half the, <laughs> half right. You know, yeah. I mean, he was on the wind up again. Um, uh, he back, massively backed down from Chaku Kiate when um, he realised he said something that he shouldn't have said to, to Kiate because he flew towards him. Um, shows how classy you are when you're three one up as well, and the game's won, and you're still trying to wind people up at that point. Um, Disgrace of a human, right? I'm, I'm with you. Someone should go for him. Just get James McCarthy on. Brings him on enough. Absolutely. Mm. And he's already back. I'll do it. I don't <laughs> mind doing it. The only problem. Is- get me on for five minutes. <laughs> I don't know if you'd be able to get near him, mate. To be honest. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. Have a bit I mean, respect, yeah. Just, just Albert doing a roly poly onto the. the He'll be like, like, a, like a bottom ma- Anyway, talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to eat the. Do, do you birthday. remember that? Um, uh, <laughs> that famous <laughs> you're such an idiot <laughs> the only way he's getting close to James Ward-Prowse is if he does something like was it the 1970 World Cup when the player just runs out the wall as soon as the ref blows the whistle for the free kick <laughs> yeah absolutely one of my favourite football clips of all time <laughs> that's the only way you're going to get close to James Ward-Prowse on a football field mate <laughs> Just going to ask you another question there, Albert, but you filled your maw with a massive bit of birthday cake. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay. Happy, happy birthday. Were you allowed to say happy birthday to Bernie? Is he listening? No, he's, he's actually crying upstairs at the moment. That's all right. The, Is it because you've eaten his him. cake, probably? Probably, yeah. yeah. It's because it he got in one of those birthday messages that you can get famous people to do. He got he got in one from Clinton Morrison and he was crying, saying he wanted it to be from Gift and Noel Williams. <laughs> No, I got I got him Daniela Westbrook. He was horrified. Jesus. Only 20 quid though, so fair play. Uh wow, you've completely railroaded me now. I don't know where don't know where to go. Where was I? Um Is there a man in a match? Does anyone deserve man in a match? Was there anyone in the game that caught your eye, Heskiff? Couple of de- couple of decent uh, saves from Vinny yeah. in the first half. Um, can't. Yeah, I'll just give it to him. I can't really think of anyone. Who, uh, but Benteke was all right. Yeah, I mean, I'm, my, my memories are mostly of the second half. Which yeah, was, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a good point. Still... And actually, Efenakoko on comms was saying it that he thought he, he, he wasn't was going to give Benteke man in the match. It was between him and Ings and. To say that when a team's lost three one, he, he did have a really good game. Ben's okay, to be fair. Um, he's got so he's got he's definitely got some of that power back to his game, hasn't he? Look, he looks a lot stronger, and he's like dominating centre backs. He did um, in the Sheffield United game when he robbed that when he robbed their defender and hit the post. Just 
looked like Benteke of old. Um, and when I mean Benteke of old, I mean Aston Villa Benteke. <laughs> not, not when he scored that goal against <laughs> Yeah, exactly yeah. right. When he robbed Scott Dan of the ball. Um, oh, but yeah. I think that's the last midweek. I think that's the last midweek Premier League game I went dreadful. to. It's absolutely dreadful. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> I think it's also one of the only games where I've left before the final whistle as well. Well, good news. We've got Villa again this weekend. Um, not much. <laughs> nice segue. Seamless. Seamless. No, we're not, we're not going to get straight into that yet. We need to A, do man the match. So we said Benteke or Vinny was basically our choices. Um, player of the year, we also didn't say. So we talked about goal of the season. Who's your player of the year? Um, my player of the year is Guaita. Basically, I just think he's... Uh, we, we've had some players that have been all right. It's been a pretty pretty turgid season. But if you were to make like a, a film roll of all of Guaita saves, it would be a pretty mm. long film. Really fucking good saves. So he gets my vote. Yeah. What about you, Albert? Um, sorry to be boring, but I can only echo what um, Heskiff said, but in a slightly more entertaining, less nasal voice. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, it perhaps feels harsh on Zaha that it's a season where he scored 10 goals, but I think for also for some periods, he certainly hasn't been at his best. I think Ben Teke has played himself within a shout in the second half of the season, done done really, really well, but um, I, I can't really see past Vinny, if it, especially if it goes to a fans' vote as well, unless some Twitter accounts who properly bum Benteke start trying to put a voice behind him. Um, it's going to be it's going to be hard to see it going past Vinny because, well, because not much, well, <laughs> far less than should have got past him has got gone past him this season. Um, weird saying that because he's, he's had a seven, he had a seven against him. Uh, <laughs> Was there some fives in there as well? It feels like it. Talking about conceding goals, I did see in the week, this is our um, goals conceded per game. This is our third worst season in the last 40 years. 97-98 when we finished bottom of the Premier League was the last time, was the first. And the second was 89-90, which was the 9 nils of Liverpool season is included in there. Just if it, it feels like it, I think a lot of this season, especially at centre back, I just feel like you just look so shaky. It just doesn't surprise. I mean, obviously we've conceded loads of goals, but like thinking about our defence this year, I just I think it's been shit for the most part. It's been the all right game, like the first half of the season. I think Kiate did a, a brilliant job, and he's been all right, but he had a bit of a wobble. Tarek's been good, but for the most part, it's just like. We just look midfield back. Just look really. Well, I did just look out for it in the next in the last three games of the season. You'll absolutely see it. You'll see Kiate get dragged out of centre back by a forward and end up in the right back position. Just just look for it. You'll see it in every game. It happens every game. He also tackles like a centre midfield defensive midfielder who's you know doesn't matter if he gives a foul away in the middle of the park kind of tackle, but he does it on the edge of the penalty area. Um, does it consistently? And it's what happens when you leave a player in there playing too long in a position that you probably shouldn't be playing in. And I was absolutely, you probably go back to the early pods of this season and I was probably saying what a great job he's doing. And, you know, he, he has played there a lot for Senegal and so on. But just as the season's gone on, he's just, 
he's just been picked apart more and more and dragged out of position more and more and made stupid fouls more and more and um it's not his it's not his fault. I don't know why he's been left in there. As I say, there's a perfectly fit Martin Kelly in the background, for example. Um yeah, very, it's bizarre, very bizarre. But there you go. Right, let's let's move on to looking ahead to Villa then. Um let's see what we have stat wise. They have lots of strengths, as we know we don't. Um creating scoring chances, they are very strong. Attacking down the wings, creating long shot opportunities, counter-attacks, attacking set pieces and aerial duels. But they do have some weaknesses, which is avoiding offside. That's why we'll fit in well there. Uh, defending against long shots. We don't take any of those, so that won't be a problem for them. Stopping opponents and creating chances. Now, <laughs> you don't, I don't, yeah, I don't think you have to stop us. We, um, Roy, Roy does enough of that for them. Uh, avoiding fouling in dangerous areas, but that'll be okay because they'll do it and then Luca will just tell Eze I'm taking the free kick anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, the match forecast on who scored is my favourite this week. God knows how many we're going to lose by. Aston Villa will score from a set-piece situation. Aston Villa will score from a fast-break situation. Aston Villa will score from a long shot. <laughs> so... What we've got to kind of hope is that they hit on the counter and he bangs it from 35 yards and then they score from a set piece and that's only two goals. But um, And then we use some of our strengths. Aerial duels and stealing the ball from the opposition. <laughs> so basically M- Mitchell makes a tackle and then we lose it a little bit further upfield. And then they have a long time uh, to score. Well, so, I mean, they're good at counter-attacks. We're bad at defending counter-attacks. Um, they're, they're good at scoring from set pieces. We're bad at fanning in dangerous areas. Um, they're good at scoring long shots. We're bad at defending long shots. Um, They've got another gobshite wind-up merchant as well, haven't they? Tyrone Mings. Yeah. He's always... Uh... Hey. He's always giving it he's some. A, so going from Ward Prowse to Tyrone Mings within the space of a week. Mm. I mean, I'm, my hackles oh, are raised. Was. Thankfully, I did. I was watching their game today on Thursday as we're recording. And with about 20 minutes ago, the commentator was saying how Villa haven't kept a clean sheet in ages. So I was fully expecting Everton to score and then the clean sheet would come against us. But thankfully, they got a clean sheet in a nil-nil draw. Mm. Now, the game up there early this season was probably the worst of this season. I'd say it was even worse than the 7-0 against Liverpool. We looked all right in the first half against Liverpool in that game, but that 3-0 when they went down to 10 men, we just continued to capitulate. Yeah, that was embarrassing. Yeah, it was but their form has dropped off of late. Um, <laughs> they've drawn against, they've drawn confident- against Villa on tonight of recording. Um, then... They've only won one of their last six, which was at Everton. Um, I'm just realising here they've played Everton twice in 12 days in the league. Um, there's got to be a reason for that. I don't, I don't, I don't know what it is. But um, yeah, so they beat Villa, they beat Everton 2-1, but lost to Man United, drew with West Brom, lost to Man City and lost to Liverpool. So actually, when you look at, that, look at our fixtures, they've only won one in six, but playing May United, Manchester City and Liverpool and Everton twice in there is actually a tough run of fixtures. Nothing, yeah, nothing there to be particularly mm, embarrassed by. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, Jack Grealish, I think, is still out, isn't he? So, that's that's one thing to be excited about. 
Um, Tyrone Mings, um, he will be playing. Is he? Do you think he's a bit of an under the radar shout, though, Albert? Because he, he did. I mean, he was what he he did try to roughhouse Wolf completely in that game and end up getting sent off. Much much the good he did us. But um, you think he gets called out for it, or you think he's still flying under the radar at the moment? Uh, well, it happened. It happened the game before as well, didn't it? Him and Wilf. Um, I mean, I notice it. <laughs> it's not. It's not under my radar by any stretch. But you know, he, he, I think the difference between him and and Ward Prowse is that like Ward Prowse really turns it up to eleven, and he's doing it with a big fucking grin on his face that somebody really needs to slap off him. Mm. Where Tyrone Mings is just a bit more. Uh, you know, Tyrone Mings is almost doing it cynically on the ball. You know, not—I mean, not on the ball, but you know, he's not—he's not just shit chatting from ten yards. He's actually, you know, it's—it's—it's it's, it's happening within the sort of play of the game. I'm not saying it's okay, but it's definitely less annoying than the JWP iteration of the uh, winding yeah, up. And- also with JWP, you also feel like there's some sort of undertones to his behaviour as well, but won't won't delve too far into won't yeah. delve too far into that. Um, I always enjoy looking at Villa this season when you see Ollie Watkins has got 13 goals. Who um, another one we looked at in the summer decided wasn't good enough. Um, goes in the goes in the bracket of Yannick Carrasco, who just scored a very vital goal for Atletico Madrid the other night, which is going to take them to the Liga title. It looks like um, also deemed not good enough. Like he, Yannick Carrasco was a legitimate possibility, and you got James McCarthy. Exactly, exactly. Fair point. Fair point. Well made. Um, <laughs> right. Predictions. We'll do a couple of predictions before we just... I want to talk for a couple of minutes about Roy and then go. So, Heskiff, what you got? Uh, 2-1 Villa. 1-1. 1 Either way. So, Either way. <laughs> no, sorry. I don't know if you know this works. You can't do uh, that. All right. 1-0 one, one Villa. 1-0 one Villa. Yeah, oh. sorry. Uh, right, so Arsenal is obviously Wednesday next week, so we probably we won't be doing a preview show for that game. Um, but I want to loosely touch on it. It will be Roy's last home game, is what the concept, the preconception is, is that he's he's gone. Well, how do you know yeah, that? We, how do you we know? Don't. That? We, he might end up getting offered a new deal. Everyone might kiss and make up in the background, but feels very unlikely. Um, should we know as fans going into the stadium before that game what the situation is with Roy? So if he is leaving, we can give him a send off that you know he probably not I don't say probably does that he does deserve. You know he did a brilliant job, particularly in the first couple of years for us. So Heskiff, should we know before that Arsenal game kicks off? Um, I, I think it would be nice if we did, yeah, because if it is his last home game. It would be good to get, obviously not a full crowd, but six and a half thousand people going well, giving him, like you say, a, a good a good send off because, as as sort of dull as this season has been, he has kept us up and, and we, 
you know, he, he took us over when we were in real, real trouble and looking very likely as early as it was to, to struggle. Uh, and he did, he did a great job steadying the ship and we played some all right football in the, in the years he's been here. Um, so yeah, while it does feel like this year is probably a good time to split, I think it'd be nice for him to get fans sort of showing him how much they appreciate what he did uh, and giving him a good send off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 weird, isn't it? Because we have at times, if you, so I think particularly at the end of seasons, we a couple of times we put really good runs together where. Um, if you think that did we win like six of eight or something at the back end of one season, and Ruben Loftus Cheek was playing, and we were we smashed Leicester at home, we were just playing some really like free flowing football, and it seems weird that you know it was capable of it, and I'd sort of thought at the time maybe it was because he just he felt like he had the players that he could be a bit more expansive with, particularly with Loftus Cheek playing in that sort of central left position um, but this season it it feels like we've had the attacking options Albert that we've you know we've got plenty of goal scorers in there um, we've got players like Eze we've got players like Zaha it, it felt like if any season was going to take the shackles off it was would be this one but I think with to be so unproductive with the players we have up front it's, it's definitely a natural time for it to come to an end for Roy at Palace yeah, definitely. I mean, you've you've nailed it. If if he couldn't if he couldn't go a bit more expansive and attacking this season with the with the squad that's been put together, when when was he ever going to do it? You know, I mean, as a as a you know, it took him what five or six games to even sort of almost start a game, and he was stuck out wide. And you know, Roy came out in the press, you know sort of criticising Eze's defensive work, which, you know, when we've signed this promising, you know, a, a sort of rough diamond a, attacking flair player from the championship, we don't want to, I, I don't want to hear about how his, his def- the defensive side of his game isn't up to scratch, you know. Um, at, the, at the time, we were we were sort of blessed with, again, you know, we had, we, we signed Nathaniel Klein, we had a, Tyreek Mitchell was looking good, we had a, a sort of a plethora of decent defensive options. Um, and it was in that it was in the midfield and up front that I feel that it was really you know a, a, a wasted opportunity. Um, so yeah, I think fully fully respect everything that Roy's done. Um, I've not really not not been so despondent that I wanted to see him leave the job early or get sacked or anything like that. But I, you know, I do feel that we've got a. A really, we had a really good squad this season. A um, couple of injuries, sort of holding a few players back, and it, 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 you know, it's been it's been mildly entertaining at times. I, but I, you know, I look at I look at that top ten. You look at like Leeds, the amount of points they've got, and I, you know, I really don't think that we should be as far behind them as 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 we found ourselves. Really, you know, we 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 were capable of just just nipping tenth spot or maybe breaking into the top ten if we use this squad to its full potential and you know and i think when all said and done i'd 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 like to find anyone that thinks that that is indeed the case that, that this this squad has been used to its full potential in the last you know mm. 10 months yeah you're right and i and that's why i i just want it to be if it's going to be his last home game i'd rather we all know it so we can 
turn the blind eye to what's going on on the pitch if we're getting shafted, which is, let's be honest, going to be likely with playing against a team like Arsenal. Although they're saying that they haven't been at their best, have they? But you just... Yeah, I, I, I want I want to give him a wave off because he has he's, those first couple of years he was integral to us staying up. He you know coming in four four games, no goals, no wins, um, and even then with him adding three games to that with no no goals and um, all losses, it was obviously a really tough time. And he did a great he did a great job. And then the, the following year really consolidated us, got us mid table. Um, but yeah, for some reason whatsoever, it's just got a bit stale. So yeah, let's. Um, Let's thank him, thank him for the three and a bit years, or four, four, is it four seasons, three three full seasons and one part season, or is that included? I can't remember. My my brain's no, gone. I think you're right. Um, but yeah, so hopefully we'll know before that game, and um, yeah, that will be that. Anyone who's going to the Arsenal game, enjoy it. Um, I'll be waving to you from our new Legends restaurant, which. Um, I have seen the pictures now. They've knocked out the walls of some of the boxes in the White Horse and made it into a restaurant. So half the boxes are sort of gone now. So your seats are the little balconies that overlook from the White Horse uh, in the boxes. Your food if will I get, get cold. The, if I get hit on the back of the head with a prawn sandwich, <laughs> yeah, where it's coming um, from. What's on the menu? Uh, the vaccine. vaccine is on the menu. No. So it was... Um, it's a it's a three course meal apparently, and um, I just, I'll just. Do you have reason to believe that's not the case? Because you sound what, what suspicious. Does your say? <laughs> no, it's tomato. tomato. So on the menu is match day menu starter choice of three: smoked salmon, cucumber, salmon eggs, sour cream, chicken. No, is that's that that's all. That's, that's all together. Cucumber. Oh, God for that. Dish two. Chicken parfait, bay leaf, sable, tomato, tomato chutney. Um, dish three, Greek salad, datarini, cucumber. The Vasilis Lakis salad. <laughs> cucumber. <laughs> I, do, I do feel they've missed Better an opportunity here. Yeah. Yeah, that was like when, when they opened um, Mamado Pizza up by Norwood Junction Station. I was pissed up in there one day and started giving them examples of specials they could have as pizza names, such as the Schluppy Giuseppe. Yeah, very good. I can't remember any of the others, but there were several. <laughs> anyway, what's the <laughs> main, main course? Corn-fed course? chicken breast, carrot puree, pearl onions, and pearl potatoes. Salmon fish cake, fish cake wilted spinach, tomato salsa, herb dressing. Salmon fist cake? <laughs> That's what you get in my basement. <laughs> That'd be my gladiator name. <laughs> and the final one, peas and shallots ravioli, fresh pasta, parsley, Cornish yard. Shallots. 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 shallots so. Desserts. Um, rice pudding, passion fruit salsa, mango coulis. 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 Coconut. Come on. Um, apple tart, a tarte tatin, <laughs> vanilla cream. I, 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 was, this, I was really struggling with this pronunciation here. He's not having it. It's not often. <laughs> it's not often. It's not often. You you know you make me look like the the esteemed like, one. I got mugged off for how I pronounced Doritos, Doritos. Desperados. It wasn't Doritos. Yeah. 
Coolis. Got a what lemon about Tartar Tatin? Tartar Ta. Come on, Esk, if you're French, have a word. I just want you to do it. It's fun. <laughs> Ch- chocolate mousse. <laughs> Uh, brownie crumbs and raspberries at half time it's cheeses the fromagerie was that right oh shit I was taking a piss (laughs) Um, crackers and chutney and then full time goddard's beef and owl pie mash and liquor that sounds good Hang on. How long are you in hang there? Hang on. Hang, yeah, hang on a minute. You've gone three courses. Now you're talking about having a pie. It's three courses. Course, it's five courses. <laughs> it's three course meal and then half time cheeses and then full time another meal. Full time they'll go they go down, they'll go down to the concession stand in the in the white. Says, you got any pucker got any pucker pies left? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's a few in the other mate, and they'll just whip the plastic off, shove it on a plate, put there's a little a cloche over though, it, and they'll take be like, it up over there. Here yeah. are Mr. Mr. Clotsford. Here's your beef pie. Sorry, your beef shin, slow roasted pie. <laughs> with with bone marrow jus. Bone marrow jus, a.k.a. Pie. a sachet of knockoff brown sauce. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. You'll have your coolest all down your top. <laughs> Brownie crumb in your beard. <laughs> the pulis coolest. <laughs> Leaning over, leaning, leaning out, slagging Roy off. <laughs> Get out. Analysis, we know, we know he's out, and then I won't be doing that. You'll be, you'll be trying to lob your petty four <laughs> yeah. at him. That's a little, that's a little complimentary chocolate you get with a coffee, Terence. Keep an eye out for my chutney over the balcony. <laughs> oh my god! I hope I'm not sat in the White Horse. It is the family end. Just, just to remind you. <laughs> oh, anyway. <laughs> Just <laughs> up here. Look out for the the match report on the weekend. Um, Hambo will be taking fruit out of a team of people, uh, and Terence is actually going to review the meal as well. <laughs> if you come back, we'll, well, we'll do that for the Liverpool preview, where we'll review the Arsenal game as well. I'm sure um, at the back end of next week for the last one of the season before we get into our prime podcast. Not to not to be not to be missed, indeed. Um, Gin and Prime, <laughs> we're going to call that series. Mm, you're right. This two thirds of this eight percent beer, and I'm just I can't even pronounce Tartar Town. Look until next week, Palace up the Palace. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? 
at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.